All right, guys, there's one thing that we have to talk about today. Huge news from Eat Sleep Fantasy. Our draft kit is up and running, and holy cow, you want to talk about your one-stop shop for information to dominate your fantasy leagues, and it doesn't matter if it's Dynasty, Redraft, Auction, Best Ball, doesn't matter. We have poured a ridiculous amount of content into this, articles, audio, rankings, I mean, everything that you're ever going to need. It's $20, and all you have to do is head over to eatsleepfantasy.com, uh, click on subscribe, click on the platinum thing, which is $20 for the whole year. You get everything that we do. It encompasses everything that we got, and I promise you this, you will not be disappointed. It's unbelievable and on top of that we are still adding stuff to it so it's amazing as it is but it's only going to get better so again head over to eatsleepfantasy.com click on subscribe go to the platinum membership and you will dominate your fantasy league so i don't know why you haven't done it yet eatsleepfantasy.com it's a website yeah eat sleep fantasy you rocking with the best NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Good News, Bad News of Fantasy Football Podcasts. Mm. My name is Christian Brito. My name is Jeff. And joining me, as always, is John Chapman. How you doing, John? John, I need to talk to you. You motorboat and son of a bitch, you old sailor, you. I am doing as well as junior mints do in a poll. Ah, so they win. That's right. In a very close race. Um, felt like we should have gone with the electoral college because on the popular vote, I lost a very close race uh, with the raisinets versus junior mints. Speaking of raisins, John, do you like raisins? Ah, uh, fuck raisins. Uh, how about dates? Uh, What's up? Uh, I'm down. <laughs> do you know who that guy is like on instagram and twitter i do not but uh the i appreciate his work Ah-ha-ha. that guy no nope. not familiar not familiar okay. all right all right john we have quite a bit of stuff to get into housekeeping you want me to jerk you off in this episode we're going to be talking a lot of training camp good news bad news uh i got a couple of songs some rebuttal songs if you were here earlier this off season dale released kind of like a diss track uh i'm gonna release a diss album okay <laughs> i'm gonna do a bunch of songs a bunch of small songs the first two mix it up a little bit with some rap stay tuned i'm gonna have some some reggaeton in there i'm gonna do a couple pop songs i'm gonna do a whole album dedicated to dissing dale uh, first two snippets dropping today, so stay tuned for those. We're going to do a couple top fives with John. We're going to flip the script. I'm going to make him do top fives because I'm going to put him on the spot, and you'll see how difficult this is to answer. Um, 
and we've got a little bit of dynasty preview for our ESF uh, dynasty uh, pod, DFS and dynasty. If you're not following them, make sure to check that out. If you like us, that podcast is probably uh, more informative. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's very well said. Uh, those two guys, JJ and Steven, are crushing it. And so if you have yep. not already hit subscribe, you need to do that. We're going to be putting some audio on a few episodes, just some little clips so you can hear how fucking awesome they are. Um, but yep. yeah. Way better at this than we are. Um, well, than I am. John. John's good at this. I... Uh, I like breakfast food. Um, <laughs> and um, so we're, we're going to get into a lot of that, but definitely check out the ESF DFS and Dynasty pod. Make sure that if you're subscribed to us, you're also subscribed to them. Uh, if you are doing any sort of DFS this year, uh, they will help you make money if you are in a Dynasty league. that should This should be your pod number two, and that should be your pod number one. Um, so make sure that you check them out. Uh, all right. You want to jump right into this good news, bad news, uh, thing here? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's start off with the good news. Then we'll, we'll get off topic for a little bit and we'll go through the bad news and the disaster scale. The ESF disaster scale is amazing. We, maybe we should create one, uh, that's reverse, uh, a good news scale. Um, oh. maybe base that on attractive women. Uh, that would be my personal wow dude i am what is wrong with me that yes that is probably the right way to do it but like my good news scale was like as a child you know father says hey we're gonna go get ice cream today like that's good news that's like a 10 yeah but uh, i'm with you women is probably better Eh. yeah but we're past that now man i'm all into boobs so uh yeah, boobs. Kate Upton should be number one. Uh, here we go. So first on off, the boob it, scale or just like on the scale in general? She's my number one. Period. Hmm. Like, interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a type. Um, so, real quick, right off the news, like I am very, very happy as a 49ers fan. The very last draft pick signed today. Uh, so every single draft pick, all 240 plus, have all signed. So there will be zero rookie holdouts, which is great. Uh, not so much with um, <laughs> the, the fantasy studs and fantasy stars that are in contract years, and we're going to talk about that in the next episode. But it's great that we have finally moved past. Do you remember like when Michael Crabtree's douchebag self like did that rookie holdout? I was so pissed. I'm still mad at him about it. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. I'm sitting here trying to actively workshop a good new scale. Uh, good news scale. Uh, getting the job offer that you wanted. Ooh, that's good. Um, Man, all my good news out... scales are like they're all women related. Okay, okay. So, so like at the bot, like good news scale at the bottom. I have like go to the dentist. You have no cavities. Okay. Right. All the way at the top is like win the lottery or sleep with. Uh, your number one on your list or something okay that's good so we gotta fill we gotta fill out you know nine through one somebody buys you a beer right there at the at the local bar or somebody picks up the tab yeah that's like a two or three right it's it's good news it feels nice um you know uh let's see here you catch all the traffic lights every light is green on the way to work that is a good day that feels good that's a good that this is a good feelings. Yeah. Good feels. Um 
You don't have to record with Dale. <laughs> it's about to turn <laughs> negative ESF real quick. Whenever you don't get trade offers from Armando. <laughs> Jesus. Like you see the trade and you're just like, as soon as you text him, you know, you've lost 20 minutes of your life. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um. All right, we, we we'll keep working. Work what about winning this, a fantasy continue. championship? Where would that be on the list? Uh, that's solid. Yeah, that's like a six, six or seven. That feels good, man. That depends on who's in your league. Mm. What if you're in a league? Because if you with have every your buddies in your league from Eat Sleep Fantasy, and you win that league, how would that make you feel? That feels good. Because yeah. I like I like throwing things in Armando's face. Yes. It feels nice. Yes. All right, so Especially let's keep going through these case. news, and if you want to throw out some um, of your makeshift, how it makes you feel, we'll do that. Darius Geis, a full participant in week one. This was very unexpected. A lot of people thought he would start off on the pup, but hey, he is good to go. So how does this make you feel? Surprised? Yeah. I mean, uh, if it was Dale here, that's probably his 10 um, he would probably rather do that than sleep with Kate Upton. He'd probably rather have uh, Darius Geis on his team healthy. I think just because of how much he's been talking about him this offseason. I off think season. Dale would like to watch Darius Geis sleep with Kate Upton if he could have it his own way. That's a Dale thing, right? Dale would want to watch Darius Geis sleep with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> There's our intro right there, man. Good lord. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. At least we haven't talked about <clears throat> Debbie. Next up, we have Ryan Fitzpatrick and your Miami Dolphins taking first-team snaps and looking good. Nobody's really surprised here, but it seems like this is going to be Fitzpatrick's job to lose and not Rosen. How does this make you feel about the rest of the Miami Dolphins kind of skill position players? Uh, it's it's better for them, unfortunately. Um, and I think it's better for Rosen, too. If he wants to have any sort of success in the NFL, he needs to not start this year behind that offensive line. Yep, it's um, And I don't think Rosen is a terrible quarterback. I just think he needs development. He needs development. He's not ready. And unfortunately, when the Dolphins are 1-5 to start Week 7, he's going to get thrown in there and he's going to fail as well and the dolphins will be drafting Tua next year yep I, you know i was pretty high on rosen he was my qb1 in that draft and i said you know on, on my draft notes if he plays behind a bad offensive line he's going to be out of the league in two to three years and in the past two years last year <laughs> the cardinals were dead last in offensive line rankings this year i have the dolphins as dead last so uh, I think his career is going to be over relatively quickly, unfortunately. I, I hate when teams ruin good quarterbacks, but uh, it's what it is. All right, moving on. Emmanuel Sanders took part in team drills despite tearing his Achilles late in the season. Achilles injuries usually take over a year, but he mm -hmm. is already out there. Uh, do you think that he will be one of the starters week one for this Denver uh, Broncos defense or offense? Uh still no still no still no uh unless he is doing a jimmy graham where he's just standing in the end zone and they're throwing to him um 
And while that has been at times uh, Emmanuel Sanders' <laughs> mo, but that's not that's not always what he's been. And I don't think he's going to start the season, you know, healthy. Uh, maybe he's on the field, but I wouldn't use him. Yeah, it's it's very similar to Sherman last year. You know, he's on the defensive side. He started and he played the majority of snaps, but was definitely not himself. Uh, going to be curious to see who's going to be the number two wide receiver opposite Cortland Sutton there. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, I think, is going to be in the lead. But Emmanuel Sanders last year was very, very positive fantasy play whenever he was healthy before he went down. He, he was a top 12 uh, wide receiver for a while until that injury took place. So I think he still has potential to be a nice late season guy. Um, and, uh, it, you know, this is just it's one of those injuries that I don't unless it was a quarterback. And even then, because you got to throw off that back foot. Um, even then, man, there's there, this is an injury that you really just don't see anybody be themselves until 16 18 months later yep yep i like it next up we have bruce arians continues the chris godwin hype train he came out earlier this year bruce arians a head coach and said i could see chris godwin being a hundred catch guy and he doubled down on that this week and said chris godwin will never come off the field in this offense he will be out there for every single play man are we high enough on chris godwin like how high should this guy be in our ranks? Uh, he's going right now as a wide receiver too. I think that's as high as I'm willing to take him. Hmm. I have him at I'm, 21 behind Tyler Lockett ahead of Cooper cup. Uh, is the cup thing? Cause you think that offense is taking a bit step back. Ah, I uh, think a wide receiver 22 for Cooper cup. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't think he's going to get the same target volume as a lot of other guys in this category. Uh, he's going to be a little touchdown dependent, but I think Chris Godwin's target share is going to be much more than Lockett, Cooper Cup. I, I think he's going to be 130 target guy, maybe more. Okay. So I'm going to sit here and do on the, on the pod math because I think that's fun, right? Yeah, why not? So Chris Godwin had 95 targets last season. Okay. You say he has 130? Yeah, I think that's a safe number. 95. You say he has 130. So let's do the math. That is... He finishes the wide receiver 25 last year. 130. Okay. That uh, is a 37% bump in his uh, targets. Okay. I think that's possible. Now... Let's assume nothing else. Catch rate stays the same. Yards per catch stays the same. Touchdowns per reception stays the same. Everything else stays the same. The only thing going up is the targets. Okay? You're looking at 1,152 yards. And which nine touchdowns? Put him, and I haven't done the math yet. 1,152 yards, which puts him in between guys like Odell Beckham and T.Y. Hilton last year. And so that's, you know, 16, 17 wide receiver range. Just based um, off of yards and catches. 11, I said 1152. Yeah. 1152 puts him 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13th. Wide receiver 13. 
that would be an awesome year. Now, do you think that's exactly what's going to happen? I could see it happening. Because I think that's a little aggressive. They're going to have to throw the ball like crazy. Um, and Bruce Arians airs it out to that slot position, which he's going to be getting. The Larry Fitzgerald years, you know, forget last year with the worst offensive coaching staff in NFL history. But Great. if you go to the previous years before that, where Larry Fitzgerald was just being peppered with targets, that's the position that Chris Godwin is going to be playing in this Bruce Arians offense. And do you think there's just going to be much more targets than there was last year? Like, I do. What happens do. to Mike Evans? I think Mike what Evans' happens? numbers stay the same, and I okay. think Chris Godwin's number goes up. The problem is, is Adam Humphreys is gone, and Adam Humphreys right. had a hell of a year. He had 105 targets last year. Those are gone. Um, so I think that you know, if you you want to move those 105 targets to Adam Humphreys, the number three guy, plus Desan Jackson's gone as well. There are targets to go around. Um, what about OJ Howard? I'm fine with that. Uh, he's not a big target guy, and one of the biggest critiques of the Bruce Arians offense is he's never had a dynamic tight end to work around. OJ Howard is that, but we've never seen um, Arians with a tight end that he focused on. So again, you know, I agree. He, he, I think that OJ Howard, I'm fine with him in the tight end five to eight range, but I think he's got a ceiling, uh, a lower ceiling. So- Here's I, I want to tie all this in together because I want to look at the Tampa Bay offense here. If we're talking about Chris Godwin, um, I think we have to talk about the Tampa Bay offense. Like you mentioned, we have to talk about Arians. What about the running back position? Um, worse than the NFL. Is there worse than the NFL? So there's no love here for anybody in this backfield. No. No. Okay. What was the stat that uh, was sent out today was – Peyton Barber's the first back in, I think, 20 years to have over 250 touches and not eclipse 1,000 yards. Like, just, and he's probably going to start. You know, that's kind of where it is. You think he starts over Ronald Jones? I think it's going to be who can screw up the least. You know what you're getting in Peyton Barber. He's not going to lose you a game. You're getting 3.7 yards yeah. of carry is what you're getting with Peyton Barber. He's not going to fumble it. He's not going to run the wrong route. He's not going to screw up in pass protection. And so what you're going to have to do is you've got to ease Ronald Jones in there and build up his confidence because he was abysmal last year. He didn't get much playing time at all. Um, you're hoping Ronald Jones can make those strides, but... Yeah. But his 1.9 yards per carry is not encouraging. Yeah. But their offense was good last year. They were third in the NFL in total yards last year. You know, Dirk Cutter, they, he can always put up a lot of yards. He just also puts up a lot of um, turnovers, which Bruce Arians does as well. He, he doesn't care. He's a slingant type of guy. Deontay Foreman had negative yards per carry last year. Eh, I just want to throw that out eh. there. All right. All right. <clears throat> This is supposed to be good news. Good news section. I like Chris Godwin, but I like him where he's at. All right. Not, not higher. I think his ranking already has hype built into it. Okay. Do you get I'm a little like, higher on him than you are, but that's okay. But that's going to work. Uh, his ADP is 21. I believe I have him like 25 or so. Let me. So see. you're not going to uh, get him in any drafts? Probably not. 
I like I said, I think his hype, his draft is already built into his hype. I I'm pretty sure I have him in my twenties. Twenty three. Okay. Twenty three. I was I was close. I'm pretty good in my head with this. All right. Well, uh, I probably won't get him unless he slips a little bit. I I don't think he's going to. I really don't. People are taking so him you, early, early. Like uh, a couple guys that I slipped in front of him are guys like uh, Cooper Cup and Jarvis Landry that you don't have ahead of him. Nope. I don't think either will get the same. T- I'm a big volume guy, um, and I don't think either of those two will get the volume that. We've been saying that about Jarvis Landry for how long? We said that about him moving to Cleveland, that he wouldn't get the, the targets and – Nobody has more catches in their first five seasons in NFL history than Jarvis Landry. I, I agree, but you have to look at his volume dropped dramatically from last year. Uh, had his lowest in catches, lowest uh, one of his lowest in yards, second lowest in yards, and touchdowns. Like th- The thing with Baker Mayfield and this Freddie Kitchens offense is once he came in and took over, they, do not, they didn't over-target anybody. They spread it around as much closer to kind of like a Nagy offensive system where they're going to go with the matchups and exploit that and if you don't get you know but one or two targets this game then so be it um 81 catches 149 targets uh the targets were not i i don't believe a problem i just thought i you know i think he the target the touchdowns was the issue but touchdowns has always been the issue for jarvis landry that was just that one year in 2017 that he exceeded five touchdowns I'm curious what the game logs are, though. I, I agree with you. You're right. He crushed it as far as, like, total targets go. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm... He never had a game with less than five targets. That's true. But he never hit double-digit targets after week nine. So you can see the difference um, okay. when Freddie Kitchens took over. Before that, he had double-digit targets in seven out of eight games. And afterwards... He hit nine targets twice, eight targets twice. Like they went down. I, I'm 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 out on Jarvis Landry with where he's going personally, but that's okay. You and Armando stay strong. I um I'm just saying a guy that I think deserves based on track record to be there in the conversation, uh, and probably ahead of Chris Godwin, but all right that's it for the good news so let's move on and you're wrong by the way jarvis landry is raisinets to chris godwin is junior mints oh so really close okay that's fair (laughs) i like how you take your losses Uh, i take my l's like i take my d's on the face what other way is there i don't know <clears throat> All right, so let's transition out of good news into a top five since you already mentioned it. Let's talk about your top five breakfast foods, John. Ooh. Breakfast foods. First of all, before we Ooh. get into top five breakfast foods. I'm excited. Is it okay to have breakfast for dinner? Yes. Preferred, actually. Cool, because I'm already going to have some breakfast for dinner. Um. Let's go. Top five breakfast. Okay, food. I am not a communist, so I start number one and work to number no, five. No, it's a countdown. No, no, it's not. Did you it's not my grow list. Up watching Carson Daly and TRL and the countdown? I did, but I start with number one because that's the way my brain works, Brito. Don't make me change. 
Don't make me change. All right. All right. That's fine. Number one is easy. Uh, waffles are the best breakfast food in the entire world. They are like pancakes. Definitely in my top five. With abs. Yep. They are amazing. They just hold the syrup yes. right where they should be. And Pancakes with abs. Is that something that you've heard before or did you come up I with that? I did not come up with that. I did not come up with okay. anything with an abs That reference. needs to be a t-shirt because I want that. Okay. See? There you go. Number two is sausage. Uh, this is a little bit of a mix-up. A lot of people would say bacon over sausage. I prefer sausage, wow. man. I am loving your list. My number one would be sausage, oh. and in my top three, I would have waffles. We are the sausage lovers of fantasy football. I love sausage. Links or patties? Patties is my preferred. Okay. Oof. See, we disagree okay. there. I like links, but pat- I don't mind the patties. Now, next up, I would put bacon. I do love me some bacon. Just bacon. prefer sausage. Thick? Super thick and undercooked. Like, I want it chewy like a piece of gum. Okay. I can have bacon either way. Chewy or crispy just depends on my mood. Okay, number four, a little bit of a surprise. And this is for all my people in the South that go to Waffle House. Hash browns. Show me hash browns. Okay. No? Okay. They would have originally been in my top five, but I forgot. Again, I keep forgetting that cereal exists. But see, here's the deal. If you ever go to a restaurant or even like a buffet breakfast and yep. they have the I cereal I literally options, will sit there and have cereal? Ce- yep. I do not. Exactly, yep. Yep. I don't. Number five. I have a cereal problem. No, I'm saying no. Number five was rough for me. I changed it twice between French toast, but I am American. Pancakes rounds out my top wow, five. You went waffles and pancakes? Yeah. yeah. So here's where this is tough, John. You excluded eggs. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You excluded eggs from your top five breakfast foods. And I think just based on versatility, mm. Eggs needs to be in the top. There's three. eggs and waffles and eggs and pancakes. Uh, unless you get the already like pre-mixed. Uh, but then they're like so that's the fake eggs are in there, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 quick question, quick question. How can you justify waffles and pancakes if you don't have eggs in your list? <sighs> so listen, here's you can't I've have a never gone to. Here, here's how I order. If I'm going into Waffle House, which I'm already happy, I love that place. I am ordering. <laughs> I get the same thing every time. I want a waffle. I want an order of hash browns and sausage. And I'm the happiest man alive. If I go into okay. a breakfast place and I say, do you guys have waffles? And they say, no. I don't say, can I get eggs? I say, cool. I'll take pancakes and those same things. Mm, I did almost see, put omelet in there, though, because I never really like to order the, eggs because I make eggs at home a lot. Like, I'll do, like, a avocado omelet. Hell, yeah, with a bunch of meat in there. That's what's up. Perfect breakfast at a breakfast restaurant, okay? Two sausage links or patties, it's fine, whatever. Two strips of bacon, hash browns, two eggs, however you want them cooked. I prefer like either like over easy. Yeah, that's how I do it. Uh, every once in a while, I'll get them scrambled if I want to throw some ketchup on it. Depends on my mood, but eggs is staple of that plate. And then the waffles, hear me out on this, they got to have chocolate chips. I don't mind. I prefer peanut butter, but yeah. My kids, they're the chocolate chip waffle guys. Okay, so just try this out. Chocolate chips doesn't have to be heavy chocolate chips, and instead of syrup, honey. Get the fuck out. Try it. Just try it. Just try if it. If I'm having waffles, I'm dousing that damn thing with syrup. What's just wrong with you? Try it with chocolate and honey. Just try All it. Right. Just try I'll it. I'll try. It. You know how like when you get a waffle, do you cut it into four sections before? Yes. So I will de- devote one quarter. Towards your hypothesis the next time. Just try it. 
That's all I can give I you. I may or may not have eaten that today. <laughs> By the way, I have a cereal problem. I didn't have cereal at my house. I drove at 1 o'clock in the morning to my gas station to get Frosted Flakes. Gas station cereal? That's a yeah. commitment. It was, it was in those little cups. Oof. You know what I'm talking about? Those little, like, yeah. to-go cups. So the new thing now, I'm a uh, teacher a in my way, part-time those job. Those have not been on the shelf for more than, like, a week. Right. Uh, so here's uh, – let me ask you this. I'm a teacher in my other life, and at the vending machines in our school, they have bowls of cereal with milk inside. And the kids, like – it's, like, four bucks, and you get, like, this big plastic bowl with Frosted Flakes and a little thing of milk. falls out of the vending machine. It's not too bad. That's genius. What? Yeah, that's a thing now. That's interesting. Yeah, we missed out, man. Dude, I'm wanting some cereal, and i I gotta go to the I gotta go to Walmart <laughs> or like Publix or something, <laughs> or a gas station at one o'clock. Yeah, it was it was it wasn't it was uh, I was hungry. So I am curious. I want to hear this diss track. So can you please uh, give us a little intro and then drop that bad boy? All right, so bear in mind, uh, Dale dropped the diss track. He didn't rap it on his own because he's a chump. Because he's Dale. Okay, because he's Dale. He literally paid someone to rap words towards me. I don't even know if he wrote it himself. Okay, I wrote this. I produced it. I rapped it. Okay, and I'm giving you multiple tracks multiple diss tracks towards Dale. So please enjoy diss track number one. Uh, I don't have a name for it. Fuck you, Dale. I just said, you feel like a man until you get splattered. I, I'm okay getting splattered every once in a while. That's okay. Oh. But I, I'm not, I don't know if I can even like the baby. Did it you aborted? I don't, I don't know if I'm even like the baby. Did it taste so boring? Now Dale thinks he can step to the motherfucking king of fantasy. Now his tombstone reads, here lies another burrito casualty. I'm giving it to you good like I do Miss Debbie every night. Not much of a brag cause everyone hitting it. Am I right? Listen to you, outdated and your ranking's even worse. This is Dale's funeral, stuck your body in the fucking hearse Rapping about my weight but looked in the mirror lately Now keep it real for a second, who's the father of that baby? Oh, yeah, I'm taking Dale round back Oh, yeah, I put an end to this hat Oh, yeah, I rap my own verse Oh, yeah, prepare the hearse Oh, yeah, I'm taking Dale round back Put an end to this hack Oh, yeah, I rap my own damn verse Oh, yeah, put your body in a hearse All right. What'd you think, John? Strong to quite strong. Um, I can just hear Dale doing his little, like, laugh to suppress his feelings that he always does. His little, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Because like he's, holy crap, that was accurate. Yeah, yeah, so he's he's playing that off. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And he's gonna do his whole like. Oh, I still think mine's better. But uh, hats off to you, man. Uh, 
if he doesn't record it on his own, it's not his song. I agree. I agree. It's not his song. All right. So moving on now, we are going to disaster skill. We're going to go over some bad news. And unfortunately, once right. training camps start, injuries start as well. And we already already have a few key injuries to some prominent positions. So uh, we already have our disaster scale in place. So, Brito, can you walk us through that just in case they, uh, we've never heard about the disaster scale? So the disaster scale, and I lost the picture. That's beautiful. That sounds about right. Um, do you have it? Nope. Remember when we started that's, recording that's... and I said I don't have it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I, and then I said it's on our Twitter, and then I found it, and then I lost it because I closed the tab. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> So, super prepared podcast you guys are listening to. But um, the disaster scale is basically a 0 to 10. You know, this is still, this is something bad at 0 at 1, but it's not as bad as the tsunami, earthquake, or whatever happens at 10. So, I believe a 1 is a sinkhole, right? Yes. The sinkhole is, is dangerous, but it's not going to sit here and kill a million people. Um, and, you know, it's something that you could potentially worry about, but it's not enough to... Uh, oh, I have it. I found it online. Where? How? I typed in ESF disaster scale on Twitter, and it pulled up right away. So I will go through the order. One is wow. a sinkhole. I am going through our timeline. Yeah, you're old. Last. Two is a blizzard. Three, volcano. Four, wildfire. Five, tornado. Six, avalanche. Seven, flood. Eight, earthquake. Nine, hurricane. Ten, tsunami so the bigger the number the worse it gets so are you ready have you found it yet sir just like my weight <clears throat> you're looking good by the way man i would uh i would probably sex you that scale is uh pretty much everyone <laughs> that's true i'm an equal <laughs> opportunity employer <laughs> <laughs> Just replace employer with sector. Equal opportunity sector. That's right. Okay, so I'm going to give you some news, and you give me a number slash disaster. Okay, you ready? You still have not responded to my question. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sorry. I'm just looking up cereals real quick. So We're not on like... cereals, damn it. Okay, I'm sorry. General Mills, if you want to give us a sponsorship, just trust me, nobody will vouch for your product more than I will. That is true. Okay, here we go. Same goes for Kellogg's. God Kellogg's damn it. Po Post, you got some good cereals. You got some of my favorite cereals. You just need to step up the variety. I think we are the post cereal of fantasy football. The f isn't fucking Fruity Pebbles in post? Dude, I love Fruity Pebbles. You better back off. Okay. It looks like fish food, exactly. but it's still good. That's exactly what I'm saying. We bring the quality even if there's no quantity. All right, here we go. Melvin Ingram has not reported to camp. Where does this fit on your scale? Uh, Gordon? Yes, that one. I'm totally dyslexic, and I've done this five times. Um, uh, it's like a five, man. And if you could uh, share disaster scale because i did not five find it is a scroll. tornado and i agree of all the big players that are threatening to hold out i think melvin gordon is the most likely to do so um just because he is actually in his contract year which leads us to number two zeke was not on the plane from dallas to oxnard for their training camp what number does this fit for you hmm like a 
three. I don't think he's actually going to hold out at any point or that this will be an issue at any point. Um, so what is a three translated? Three like is a volcano. A or volcano. Something? Very good. Almost like you created this list a few years ago. Next up, Michael Thomas, uh, despite contract negotiations ongoing, did not show up today. There is still no deal done with the Saints. He will have his deal yes. very soon. This is like a a one or a two for me. This is a sinkhole. I like it. Uh, he will be the first wide receiver to ever be signed for over $20 million a year. That is happening. Calvin Ridley tweaked his hamstring today and sat out the remainder of practice. However, they're not super alarmed. It was just a quote-unquote tweak. It is early enough that there's no need for him to be rushed back. So while this is something to keep an eye on, because hamstring injuries for those skill position running backs and wide receivers are dangerous, right? Any lower body injury for a wide receiver or running back is dangerous and something that can not only be re-injured, but can lead to compensation of other muscles and, and, and ligaments um, and further injury. Um, but it's, it's so early that there's no reason for them to rush him. He'll be fine, and there's no reason to worry. So I'll give it a two. I don't know what a two is in our thing. Blizzard, and I, I do agree with you. The only thing is I care more about hamstring injuries with wide receivers than I do any other position on the field because they're speed guys. They open it up a lot more. So And with hamstring issues, the soft uh, kind of tissue injuries, if they linger or rear their ugly head again, that's when it gets scary. So if you hear anything else about Calvin Ridley and a hamstring again, you need to start multiplying up this disaster scale. So if this same issue happens in three weeks, it goes from like a two to like a six. So um, pay attention to that. He should be all right. This next guy, however, probably one of the biggest ones, Sterling Shepard broke his thumb today in the very first practice of training camp. Man, where do you put this one? You got to be able to catch the ball as a wide receiver. Um, and I feel like you need your thumb to do that. Unless you're Odell Beckham and can do it with the other <laughs> hand by itself. He is not. Uh, this is this is important. Um, any other news besides the fact that he got an x-ray? Yeah, it's broken. They have said week to week his week one availability for the regular season is in question. Yeah, so this is it's 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 big. I think he'll be fine for season long, but he might you know miss a little bit of time. Um, I, I'm trying to look at a calendar right now because what did what did they say on timeline? Six weeks? They, Four to six weeks? They labeled it week to week. Uh, was the official language okay. of the New York Giants, Two, but um, they did hint that his week one availability again is in question now. Okay, so my timeline would be six weeks for a broken thumb, unless it was really. And that's coming back week two, possibly week really three. Bad. Giant, uh, are you sure? Yeah, I think that puts it at okay. One, two, three, four, five. That puts it at he'll be back between September fifth and September twelfth. Sept the first of September is the week one. Yeah. So, but their their game, their first game is Giant schedule. Their first game, if I'm not mistaken, is the end of that week. 
this is quality programming. Yep, yep, yep. I got we this. need a drop uh, that's like, let's wait while Christian September, looks something up. September 8th. This is uh, September 8th. So he'll be on the field week one. Okay. I'm going to drop. I was going to say like a six. I'm dropping that to like a three. Okay. Now, here's what's crazy is let's say he does miss time. That New York depth chart at wide receiver is as bad as it gets. Golden Tate. Hey, Golden Tate and no Corey else. Coleman is going to be your starting wide receivers. Yikes. Uh, and behind that. Golden Tate will be fine this year, man. Yeah. He, he's going to be playing no matter what. Benny Fowler. Golden Russell Shepard. Cody Latimer, if you want to believe that he's still got a shot. Like, it's just bad. It's just bad. All right, moving on. Kenyon Drake gets starter reps ahead of Kalen Balage. Or, sorry, backwards, dyslexic. Other way around, yeah. Um, yep. Kalen Balage got starter snaps in front of Kenyon Drake. Does this cause any alarm for Kalen Balage or for Kenyon Drake? Damn it. Please stop saying it backwards. Um, by the way, Golden Tate will be just fine. Um, he's only 30 which is different for a wide receiver. Uh, Kalen Balaj has a legitimate shot at being the starter for the team that is trying to lose games. Yes. <laughs> Man, poor Armando right now. I know he's not listening, but if he was, he would be upset. I do not believe the Dolphins are trying to win games in 2019. Nope. Which means they'll win six games. I don't know, man. I'm curious to see how this coaching no, staff is going to work out. The, we don't the know Dolphins are going to go two and fourteen, yeah. and uh, uh, I won't be upset about it because they need to hit the reset button, and they know it. I, I'll say this: I have Kenyon Drake in zero dynasty leagues. I have Kalen Balaj in several uh, because he was just so cheap, and there's a way for him to be the starter, even if he's on the worst, you know, fantasy output team in the nfl it doesn't matter if he is the starting running back he's a decent flex play um and i'll probably end up trading him once he does start but yeah Kenyon drake owners i am sorry um i am staying away with everything that i have here we go next up last piece of news julian edelman this is a little bit older news recovering from a broken thumb that he sustained playing catch three weeks ago where do you put this on the scale <laughs> Stop asking me thumb questions, man. Um, when was his injury? You said three, three weeks, weeks ago? ago is what the report said. Yeah, it'll be fine for the start of the season. Did they say what kind of fracture? Thumb? <laughs> I don't know. Again, the type of fracture uh, obviously affects how long uh, of an injury, uh, how long of a recovery for the injury for the for the bone break. Um Usually, you know, bones in your fingers don't take longer than, than eight weeks at the most to heal. Most of the time, they're pretty much healed in the first four weeks. Uh, six weeks is a longer timetable. So broken thumb, you should be fine after six weeks. There's probably just a lot of swelling and bruising. And there. it's one of those things, if he wasn't a wide receiver or a tight end or running back or QB, he'd still be playing right now. But you can't yep. do that as a wide receiver. Hell. You you got players out here that blowing their fingers off with fireworks and still playing. Oh, he is uh, not doing well. <laughs> the report came out JPP could uh, not be active until November at the earliest because of his accident. Mm-hmm. Why you gotta Why do you gotta kill my point? I think I drove it home. 
Okay. I felt like we alley ooped that thing, and I dunked it. Uh, I I I guess you could say uh, you gave me a hand. You put your finger on it, man. All right, thumbs up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that, I give it to you. You won. Awesome. Um, let's move on. Man. All right, let's do it. I think. Uh... Okay. <laughs> I couldn't think of any more hand puns, by the way. So I guess I'll just give you the uh, the okay to move on. All right. What do we got next? All right. We got a second top five. I think this one. I think this one might be a little tougher for you. You were all in on answering the food one real quick. Yeah, that should tell you something uh, about my life choices. Yeah, I feel like you were better at that than me, and I had that mentally prepared already, which is crazy. So, top five. Give me your top five movie franchises. Oh, movie franchises. Okay. This is so real quick. It's movies, not TV shows, right? Yes. Movie franchises. Okay. I'll give you an example of one that I would put these in my top five. In my head. Go ahead. Because I mentioned this in our group chat the other day. This is where this started. Mm-hmm. I was watching Mission Impossible. I watched that yesterday with my I, son. And I said, this franchise, especially considering the last three movies, deserves to be a top five movie franchise. So okay. give me your top five movie franchise. Okay, at the top of the list for me is going to be, and this is a specific list and exclusive, the Christopher Nolan Batman series. Those three, exclude the other Batmans, there's some great ones in there, don't get me wrong. But those three Batman movies, I still watch quite often. Uh, Dark Knight's one of the greatest movies ever made. So number one, that's where I'm going. I love Christopher Nolan. Number two, got to go to my childhood, Rocky uh, and the Creed series, which you got to include in that too, man. I am my best friend growing up was his family moved over here from Mexico, and we went to a flea market, and I bought the American flag gloves, and he bought the Mexican flag gloves, and we beat the shit out of each other for like three years. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah, I love why it. not? Why not? Okay. Um, next up, I'm going to say the Matrix series. I understand the first one was beyond oh, amazing. Um, and then they fell off after that, but I don't care. I think one of the greatest movies. Um, yeah, I freaking love it. I love it. Okay. Next up, here we go. Curveball, Jurassic Park series. One of the greatest soundtracks ever. I remember going. That would see- be in my top five. Unlike the Matrix. Yeah. Just get get the Matrix out of there. I'm okay, okay with that. But man, that first Jurassic Park was just unbelievable. And you go back and watch it now, and it's just like, huh, they look like robots. But I remember believing that they were, you know, very, very different. Uh, that was awesome. Love that show. And last one, top five. I know I'm leaving something out, but I'm going off the top of my head. I'm going with the Bourne Identity series, the Jason Bourne series movies. I take those over Mission Impossible. Um, no way. Yeah, I do. No way. I do. All right. What I miss, what I leave off, uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, there's there's sure so many. Marvel so. You didn't, yeah, you didn't give me a single nerdy one. Like, I was just expecting at least, like, a Star Wars or Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or any of that. Just one. Just one. If you had given me any one of them, 
Um, no. You didn't give me any, and you went action, but you didn't say James Bond at any point. I was, I like James Bond movies, but I feel like the Bourne series is better. I know there's not as many, but I, I enjoy those. I think they're very well done. The Assassin right. series and all that. So the um, Mission Impossible movies and Jurassic Park would be in my top five. To round out that list, I would have, like you mentioned, Jurassic Park. I'd have Harry Potter, and then I'd have Marvel Cinematic Universe because that's cheating, but I'd put them all together. I, I would just put Iron Man in there. After that, I'm okay. <clears throat> the Iron Man right. movies. I like those. Uh, I definitely, if I had of others receiving votes, Star Wars, yes. but I'm not going to lie. The last movie really destroyed my um, affiliation with Star Wars. Yeah. It was not a good I'm film. just not nerdy it, enough. Like, I, yeah. if I have the choice to watch any Star Wars or one of the Batman movies, that's where I'm going. I'm going Batman. Yeah. But that's just me. And a lot of people would say if they're going nerdy, they're they, you know they're going full nerd and they're going The Hobbit. Uh, I mean, The Lord of the Rings yeah. and and The Hobbit series. And I like and those, that. and I've seen them all, and I I really enjoy them. But I I think a big thing that I put with movies, will I watch it over and over and over again? And if I've only watched a movie once and I just yeah just like shrug my shoulders, I don't really need to watch it again. I don't consider that a great movie, but. The Oceans movies do that for me, by the those way. Those are good. Oceans yeah, and those, those are do that for very, me. very good. But of the five movies I listed, I have seen like 20 times each, I think. So, yeah. Fair enough. Also, Cap should have died. It's not a spoiler if it's already on DVD and everything. I, I didn't say what happened. I'm just saying he should have. If you have not seen it by now. Go fuck yourself. Yes, also Iron Man dies in Endgame. It's not a spoiler by now. It's not a spoiler by now. We are the LaShawn McCoy of fantasy football. All right, let's move on. Um, we need to talk about our ESF, DFS, and Dynasty pod. And so right here, I do want to take a moment and just give you a little kind of sneak preview at what they're doing over at our DFS and Dynasty pod and why you should probably be listening to them uh, instead of us, but in conjunction to us, I think is the way I should phrase it. Um, if you have another pod that you're looking for and you want to add to your repertoire, they can help you with your daily, with your Dynasty, uh, even with your season long. Because if you kind of have that whole picture, you have the long term with the Dynasty, you have the short term with the daily, it should be able to help you with your season long as well. So here's a clip of the guys talking in the DFS and Dynasty pod. Pretty nuts uh, because of the type of injury that he's coming back from. But I'm still very high on uh, Deontay Foreman. I was very high on him coming out of Texas. The guy's a former Doak Walker Award winner. Great runner. Guy's very talented. Um, he was on his way to taking that job as rookie year before he ruptured his Achilles. You know, everybody makes a big deal out of the fact that he came back, was it week 16 last year or something like that, and he had negative seven yards. I mean, the guy came back after having a whole year off from a ruptured Achilles. So now he's back. He's 100%. And I don't know if anybody has seen, because he's doing everything he can to market himself out there and get it out there knowing that he's 100% and he's back. And he has people on his team, uh, 
trainers, um, you know, training facilities outside of the organization that he's been training with saying, look, this guy's here. And he looks good. He looks quick. He looks sharp. His footwork is amazing. So I'm very excited about I think this guy, don't be surprised if maybe not through camp, but I would say by week four to six, he's going to have a huge role in this offense and possibly could be the starting running back over Lamar Miller. Because you're right, Lamar Miller to me, is he's just a guy. He's always been there. He's going to find success in this offense as long as Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, please get your shoulder better um, <laughs> because, you know, I just drafted you in a startup this year. So get your shit together. But <laughs> if Kiki Cootie's on the field, you know, Will, if you can get a full season out of Will Fuller, a lot of firepower there in the offense, right? So that's going to open up the running game. A guy like Lamar Miller can succeed, but a guy like Deontay Foreman, I think, could dominate. I don't know what your thoughts are. It's it's going to be interesting because I can't really think of a precedent for somebody coming back from, from a ruptured Achilles. And I know Jamal Charles. Darius Thomas did. Right. But I'm, t- I'm talking from the running back position. And, like, Jamal Charles had one, but he had it when he was, like, 29 or 30 years old. So you can't really – count that because Foreman's I think 23 so it's going to be interesting I mean we saw what Adrian Peterson's body did coming back from that uh, ACL so if if he can respond anything like that at, at a young age it could be could be a nightmare to try to defend Houston all right welcome back and let me say this I listen to a lot of podcasts there are very seldom I finish every single podcast I listen to the DFS and Dynasty guys I finish every episode um, content front to back. If you are one of those people that's like, man, I wish these guys would talk a little bit more football. Those are the guys that will fulfill that. So head over there, DFS and Dynasty. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to. Um, they are absolutely. You heard it here first from John. Yeah. If you want John to finish, listen to DFS and Dynasty. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it excites me a little bit. Do you know what else excites me, Brito? Uh, Kate Upton. Yeah, well, yeah, man, this is a good list. What else? There's one more thing. Uh, Fantasy Fantasy Go. Go. Yes, you're the man. Um, There is a brand new website with a brand new idea that kind of brings this Airbnb mentality to the fantasy football world. And it's perfect for everybody because either one, you know your fantasy stuff and you are a whiz and you dominate your leagues. Or two, you're new to fantasy and you don't want to lose anymore. So if you fit either of those two categories – Fantasy Go is the website for you. FantasyGo.com. You just head over there. You can subscribe as uh, – you can enter in as an advisor slash expert to help people that don't know what's going on. Or if you need help, you can just sign up and you can pick who it is that you want to help you out with your fantasy season, whether you need help setting your lineups, help with your draft, help with trades, whatever it is. That is set up for you, and it's a great platform, FantasyGo.com, to go and either make some money or improve in fantasy, which who doesn't like those two things? I think it's a win-win just bringing the experts and the fantasy rookies together. So head over to FantasyGo.com, awesome website, if you are interested in either one of those. Yep, FantasyGo.com. That's my contribution because you said everything that needed to be said, which is pretty beautiful. I like it. Um, John, before we go, I would like to rapid fire some Twitter questions Ooh, for you. Let's do it. Now, you know I suck at not talking for long periods of time, but I will try. 
You suck at not talking for long periods of time. Oh, because I have to scroll through and read the questions. What? Okay. Oh, I'm long-winded. I just talk too much. I'll, I'll try to go quick. Oh, okay. No, this is this is easy. Okay. Question number one coming from Coasty78. Uh, you need a better name, bud. Um, <laughs> Dynasty uh, full PPR. This is a trade offer. Side A, Marlon Mack and Penny. Ooh. Side no. B, Aaron Jones and Chris. Oh Godwin. my gosh! Side B by a mile. I prefer side B by a both mile. the running back in side B and the wide receiver in side B. We already talked about Godwin. Side B, yeah. big time. I agree. Um, question. Oh, we do need to <laughs> uh, answer to a question, uh, a trivia question that I need to mention. Um, but we'll get to that in just a second. Um, all right. Da, da, da. I'm really bad at this. Yep. yep. I, I was yep. so ready to go fast. Uh, that's your life motto. Ricky Bobby. Uh, yeah, I am not good at going fast. I like to take my time. <laughs> I like to be warmed up first. So let me say this. Don't start a segment with, are you ready to go rapid fire and then go into straight tortoise mode? Yeah, the the issue is I am bad. <laughs> Are there any more just, questions, Brito? Okay, I got a I got a couple more and then we'll just uh we'll just uh Jesus Christ. <laughs> what happened? I'm just gonna give you two more questions. That's it. Okay. Uh what's your take? Pick a side for twenty nineteen, Josh Jacobs or Lamar Miller? Josh Jacobs. Volume Why? will be over almost a hundred touches over what Lamar uh, has if both stay healthy and play the entire season. John Gruden loves to feature one back. Um, Lamar Miller seems to be capped at about two hundred and fifty carries, no matter what or touches. So, yeah. Okay. And then, um, what's your take for this year, Le'Veon Bell? Go. Uh, love Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he came out and they said he could get 500 touches, which is awesome. The problem is Adam Gase is one of the worst signal callers and runs the fewest pl- offensive plays per game in the NFL year in and year out. So if Gase can fix his system and not be the worst head coach in football, uh, Le'Veon Bell will be a top four back. However, his floor is a top 12 get- running back no matter what. So I like Le'Veon Bell. I like where he's going in drafts right now. There's value there. Last question. Question here posed by Stephen of our DFS pod um, and something that you might hear on the ESF DFS and Dynasty pod. Name a position battle that you got your eye on for this training camp 2019. The wide receiver two for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Out of the gate, Mm. you know, it's going to be Dante Moncrief. However, if James Washington... A rookie last year out of Oklahoma State can take that position. That is going to be insane upside. And a dark horse candidate for that is Deontay Johnson, a rookie wide receiver that could win the slot role. Um, We have seen a history of number two wide receivers in Pittsburgh coming to fantasy prominence and being a top-tier guy. We saw it with Mike Wallace. Then we saw it with Antonio Brown. Then we saw it with Juju Smith-Schuster. And who's going to be the next guy? They always turn their number two into a fantasy stud. I don't think Moncrief can have the ceiling that James Washington can, 
but early on it's going to be Moncrief there. Speaking of number two wide receivers, that's pretty much exactly what Steven and JJ talked about, but they talked about the number two wide receiver in Green Bay. It's my, it's that's MVS. There, I don't think there's a question there. You don't think there's a chance it's Geronimo out? No, he's going to be the slot guy, but they do a whole bunch of 12 personnel where they bring a tight end um, and two running backs, a fullback and a running back, so a lot of two wide receiver sets only. Um, the slot guy will get some work, Geronimo Allison, but as far as fantasy goes, um, MVS will out-snap and out-target in a huge fashion over Geronimo Allison. All right. So uh, that'll be it for my Twitter questions. Um, Dale must be very happy today because of the great news for Darius Geis. So I think it is my duty to bring that down yet again. Yes. With another Dale diss track. So we're going to close the episode here with another Dale diss track. But before I drop that, uh, I do want to just remind you guys, if you can check out our website, eatsleepfantasy.com, check out our draft kit, eatsleepfantasy.com, hit the subscribe button or eatsleepfantasy.com forward slash subscribe. You've got our draft kit there. That comes not only with the PDF versions of the articles, but a lot of the articles have audio to them they have little mini pods um audio snippets that go with them which i i know a lot of you guys obviously if you're listening to this podcast that's one of your preferred um forms of media i guess uh and so check out that eatsleepfantasy.com it's a website anything else you want to add John? no that's perfect man that's perfect. Only thing I would change is if I could go back when he introduced me to say, hey, man, I'm doing really good. Just really glad to be recording with you guys today. Uh, what? That pisses Dell off whenever I say that. Oh. I don't, I don't know what to do with that. You just delete it. If you hate how much I pause on the podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> Because that's sure to be the way that you want to evaluate that. Um, if you hate me, please don't give me a one star. Oh, you should have said the that. Way da- <laughs> you should have said that. At this point, it's just a fucking meme. <laughs> Bye, guys. La, 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 wait till I give my money right. I had a dream Dale had good rankings When I woke he got his wife pregnant The man can't rap a rhyme or his dick It's past time we taught this man a lesson Sit down Mr. Democus The fantasy football class is in session My rhymes plus the pod It's an ESF blessing Perhaps we could potentially discuss What really happened in Vegas that line will rub Dale the wrong way Unlike the man in his anus The man has more secrets from his wife Than the government does in Area 51 He's the fantasy world's Oprah Free shirts for everyone Wait till I get my money